Folks, this is episode 22 of the No Sleep Startup Podcast. How you doing? How you feeling? Huh? How's your week? It's Wednesday. You're three days in. Or if you're listening to this, probably it's Thursday. And you got one more day left. One more day. Unless you're an entrepreneur. And there are no weekends. If that's the case. There are no weekends. Ever. And you think that there should be weekends. When you get into it, and you're like, I'm going to have free time and do what I want, but then you realize there are no weekends. Saturday's just Monday, and Sunday's just Thursday. Every time. Anyways, hope you guys are doing good. Uh, as always, I have the lovely Liz in the studio with me. Say what's up. What What's up, good people? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, she's top, here. Top of the evening. Top yeah, of the evening. top of the evening to you. Um, and she's hanging out, you know, just another body in the in the studio to um, feel like I'm connecting with somebody. Because, you know, we, as entrepreneurs, we never connect with anyone. We're so introverted. I'm going to really try to make this segue work. We're so introverted. <laughs> and that's caused by a lot of things in this industry, you know. Some of us aren't good at sales, so we're not good at talking to people. Some of us uh, don't like big groups, so we don't go to, go to those like meetups where it's a whole bunch of other people in your industry and you have to like chum it up. You know, that whole crap that... Uh, I'm convinced on, the only people that go to those types of events don't have work to do. Does that make sense? Am I right by thinking that? You know, these gold star groups are these... You know, meetup.com things where people meet up and give each other their business cards and they talk about the struggle that I had this week. They're not, they don't have any work to do, man. Because I went to one of those and had an anxiety attack five minutes in. <laughs> I was like, man, I got so much work to do. I'm wasting my time here with these people who might not even be clients. But the the one thing that I think kind of causes us to be introverted um is what I want to talk about tonight. And um, I didn't know what else to call it, so I'm, I'm calling it the age shift. The age shift. And what I mean by that is there's a shift that's going to occur, hopefully, in your career where you're not too young to be looked down on and you're not too old to be discredited and you're going to feel the shift happen to where you become the person that that guy in your field or that guy in your market or that gal in your market that you want it to be from the jump okay so i'm going to start i'm going to start by talking about the younger side okay cuz oh man if you're younger say let i'm just cuz it's a it's a it's a middle number i'm gonna say if you're under 25 and you're starting this thing up and you know you're filled you know you went to college maybe you took online courses whatever there's the same thing just one doesn't incur debt um but you know you're filled you know design very well you know marketing very well but 
you feel from potential clients when you're talking to them, you kind of feel like a little bit like you shouldn't, but you feel like, am I, I might, I think they're looking at me like I'm a little bit too young to get this contract. You ever felt that? I have. I've been in front of clients and here's what they do. Here's how they treat and, and people in general, business owners, older business owners in general. They'll treat younger people like, okay, this is a pup. I'm his guinea pig. I'm not going to invest too much in it. I'm going to just see what he knows how to do. Is that fair? I think that's a bit unfair. You know, they, they, they'll, they'll want stuff for free, or they'll want stuff for cheap, or they'll think they know more, you know, in their market. I've been in a lot of meetings where the, the client will come in and they want to start some type of online company or they want to start, you know, e-commerce or something like that. And we're discussing keywords and, you know, what audience we're going to reach. And I say, okay, well, according to search volume, these are the words that your audience, your demographic is looking for. So we need to make sure we're there. And then they say, nah, <laughs> nah, my clients aren't looking for that. Oh, boy. Oh, man, you're going to run into that. You're going to run into an entitled business owner who and and here's why and here I, here's why I think they do this okay I think they act this way because they realize they're embarking in into a, a contract with somebody in a field that they know nothing about they just know they need to be online or they need to have something digital but they're so insecure over the fact that they don't know anything digital that they're going to completely micromanage the entire process. And it's infuriating. It's it's so sad. It's sad when you get in, you get the you get the deal and then a month in you're like, hey man, you know, we, we have like three hundred people uh the first month in traffic. Uh, no conversions yet, but I'm getting an idea of like kind of their their you know buying buying habits or their search habits and they're like no we need to focus on this and what and that this that they say is completely left field <laughs> oh that happens or they'll pull this one you know why don't you show me what you can do you know 30 days based on your performance i'll pay you young person and that's very tempting to a young guy, because we're, we're real prideful, or to a young gal, because we're prideful. We want to earn the business. We're always looking for validation, right? That's why we're entrepreneurs. But that's not fair to us, you know? I'm not going to go into a doctor's office and say, see what you can do on my knee. If it, if it works well, then I'll pay you. <laughs> can you imagine how that doctor's going to look at me? He's a smack. He might smack me with his clipboard, for real. <laughs> but then there's the opposite end of the spectrum where you're an older gentleman an older gal I'm, I'm going to keep saying gal I'm not going to say female you're an older gal and for you guys it's kind of, it, sometimes it's hard to seem like you're up to speed with anything digital I'm not meaning to laugh because I, it's just a funny thought because I think about a lot of older older people who like kind of you know go back and listen to my episode uh 
what is it? Stop talking about yourself. Go listen to that because a lot of these uh, quote-unquote digital marketers or designers or whatever, and if they're older, they they are out of like they they're out of the the what's the word I'm looking for? They don't know what's going on in the digital realm. <laughs> You're not helping. They're not in the know. There you go. They're not in the know. Um, and they, they've grasped onto concepts that they understood, but then the web and you know digital has passed them by, and they're still there. Um, I had a meeting <laughs> I had a meeting with a guy who uh, I thought was going to be a client, and it ended up he was a digital quote unquote digital marketer quote-unquote website designer, um, quote-unquote SEO. And I sat down and um, he started, you know, saying, telling me all the stuff he knows. And a lot of it I was like, okay, yeah, he, he kind of knows that. But I could tell he didn't quite really understand how everything connected. He, he was just saying software names. <laughs> uh, and by the end of it, I was like, okay, so what, like, why, what, why am I, what are we, What's happening? Why am I here? What What are we doing? He's like, well, I think we can, you know, come together and really blow this thing out of the water. You know, um, we can partner and get a whole bunch of deals because I know so many people. And I said, well, what's that look like? And he said, well, um, we'll start with, I'll give you all my website. Because he had like five or six websites. So I'll give you all my website, uh, login, username, uh, password, all that. And then you go in and put all your work on my websites, and then, <laughs> and then we'll start working together. We'll split it. And I was like, "How will we split it?" And he said, "We'll split it thirty seventy because I need more to put back into this company we're growing." And I was like, "Dude!" So <laughs> I, I literally said, "I've I've I've learned as you get older and as you get you know meet enough people, the the response is always." That sounds great. Let me get back to you. Let me internalize this and get back to you in a few days. Instead of saying yes or no. Okay. Use that. For real. Use that. If you're dealing with a client who or a potential client who he's giving you that game where it's like, you know, as I grow, you'll grow. You know, do this work for me. And if you bring me business, you'll get business. Always say, let me think about that. Let me make sure we're we're a, we could be a, you know, but we could both benefit, and then I'll get back to you. And then you don't have to get back to them. Or get back to them and say, I don't think it's going to be a fit. Sorry. But anyways, so that's the, <laughs> that's kind of like the, the stigma of older people in digital. But what if you're older and you do know everything that's going on? You know, you've stayed abreast of everything. That's hard because all that stuff I just talked about, is what people are going to think when you're coming to them. Okay? So there, there's a middle ground. There's a middle ground to this age spectrum. Okay? And that middle ground is really the highlight of your career. Okay? And I'm saying this because I, I've, I'm going through it now, and I've been going through it for the past couple of years. That shift, there, there's a shift there. Okay? When you're at that middle ground in age and in um, not just age, but uh, knowledge and in confidence. Like, here's how you can tell you're, you're in the shift. 
you wake up one day and you're a little bit more confident. Actually, sorry, you're absolutely more confident in your abilities. You're a bit less willing to deal with constant bullshit. And I mean the bullshit like, you know, the client saying, you know, I'll pay you based on what you do. Or the crap like, <laughs> you know, you did well for me last month, but next month let's do better. You're a little bit less willing to deal with that stuff. And here's the kicker. And this, this might just be me, but whatever. Your work becomes second to your relationship with the client. Your work becomes second to your relationship with the client. Are you, are you picking up what I'm putting down? What I mean by that is you start pairing your personality with people instead of offering services to anyone. Am I making sense? It, it's that once you start doing that, you, my friend, are in that shift. And that shift is critical. And it's also critical that you understand when you're in it because then you can start shaping things. You can start reworking your pricing. You can start reworking your processes. You can start determining what niches you're actually going to deal with. You can start determining what clients you might need to fire. Because now you're at a point where you feel, this is, this is going to be ambiguous, but you feel a bit unstoppable. <laughs> when you start thinking, man, I could, I could probably walk into that business over there and pitch them and close them. Because I know they need my help and I know how to explain what I do so well that there's no reason they would, they would not hire me. I think the shift takes you from like a kid to a grown up. <laughs> it's like you're you're the you're the intern and then you're management. But you have to recognize that shift. Because if you're in that shift and you're acting confident what and whatnot, but you haven't uh curated your services or your products or anything to reflect that you you know stepped into this new confidence, then you're going to be like a Adult playing with baby toys, basically. That makes sense? Okay. Liz says it makes sense. I hope it makes sense to you guys. <laughs> and it's also like, it's when you become less of an invert or introvert and more of a human being with courage and confidence and just your, and not just your work, but with who you are. And that's my main point. When we first start off, we're just we're throwing what's the we're throwing mud at the wall and hoping something sticks right we're throwing out pricing we don't know what the market is we don't know what we're worth you know if you're if you have a big head and you're very arrogant and you're overpricing yourself then you're going to end up in management somewhere but if you're a true entrepreneur and you know you're you know you know you, what you're doing design or seo or whatever you kind of like underprice yourself at first and, and at no fault to you, it's just you're testing the waters to see how much we can really get away with. You know, how much can I sell this for? Let's start with 500 bucks. Ooh, somebody bit. I'm going to do it for 500 bucks. Two years down the line, you're selling it for 2,000 bucks, but you're still dealing with that $500 client and you're treating them like a $2,000 client. 
And at some point you're going to say to yourself, hmm, I should probably either refer them out or tell them they need to pay me more. And that's the shift when you start thinking like that. And I don't know if you can self-initiate this shift. <laughs> maybe, maybe me saying this stuff will help you guys do that. Um, but I liken it to age because I think it comes with age and knowledge and just work hours. You know, the more time you spend working on things, talking to people, the more you start to realize this. Okay, so just take it from me because I've been in this. Um, and another cool thing could happen. You know, those, those, those clients who like looked down on you because they thought you were too young, you know, and you could feel it. You could kind of feel it was weird. You know, they were like, <laughs> how old are you? Or I've, I've, I've gotten this. Oh, you know, back in my day, you know, they start talking like that. And you're like, oh, man, they don't, they don't respect me. They don't respect me or my knowledge because they're saying words like this. You have to be, pick up on this stuff. These are called red flags. Pick up on red flags from people because somebody starts saying, oh, you're, you might not remember this, but Drupal, an old program, you know, whatever. <laughs> pick up on that so you can say, actually, that's an antiquated software. I deal with more responsive software now that you might not know about. You can talk like that. But those same clients who look down on you, once you're in that shift, I would hope you would re-engage with them. And if they're still interested, charge them double from your original proposal. <laughs> Charge them double. See what happens. Right? See what happens. And do it without, and charge them double without hesitation. And hesitation is the word here. I think that's the key word. In the shift, hesitation disappears. Hesitation disappears when you're in the age shift. Okay? And uh, you might call it not age shift, you might call it just career shift, or you might call it confidence shift, or whatever. But I'm calling it an age shift because I've seen it happen and it's correlated to age. You know, it's, it's just like a lot of businesses are more willing to give somebody who's married with kids their business than a single entrepreneur. That's weird. But they do that because they're like, oh, that guy has you know, more mouths to feed, more responsibility. They look at all that stuff, you know? That shift's important. I, 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 <laughs> I, would, I would just encourage, and I ran through my notes really fast, um, so I'm going to backtrack a bit. Um, that middle ground where you know you're in the shift I said you, you're less willing to deal with the bullshit, okay? And by that, it's, it's, it's tough. It's tough when you're younger because you're trying to prove yourself, always. And it's tough when you're a bit older because you're now back to trying to prove yourself. And when you're in that middle ground, it's just important that you take hold of what you know your knowledge, 
Know your worth. And how do you know your worth? That's another big question. I, your worth isn't, uh, isn't a price point, okay? Your worth is basically what you're willing to do um, for said price. It's not a price point. It's not, hey, I'm, I'm worth this. I'm going to charge this. It's, hey, Mr. Client, uh, I know you want to have a call today, but I can't do it today. Let's do it in two days. That's something that happens in the shift. Or the client's like, hey, I need help with this. Like, my, 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 my email's not working. You say, hey, that's not my field of practice, but I can look into it. It's going to cost you this. You know? And I'm not saying to be money hungry and charge for everything. But you know your value and you know your worth. And you're attaching a, a price point to your worth so that then the client says, okay, this guy means business. And that's something we don't do when we first start off. I remember doing a, a, a project, and this was a pro bono project, mind you, for a client. And um, I tried to do three of those a year, if possible. And gave them a beautiful new design, new website, fixed their e-commerce, gave them a POS system, um, did a whole bunch of graphic design, created ads, helped with the email campaign, and... They were never satisfied. Ever. They didn't like the initial design, to which I then sold to a, to a movie production company, and they loved it. And did that win an award? That might have won an award. Everyone loved it. Uh, There's a guy from the New York Times commented on it. That was awesome. Um, and it's because... It, 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 it's because I was giving it for nothing, so there was no value attached. Okay? And that made me put a process or, or put together like a, a, a guideline of who am I going to do pro bono projects for? What type of personality? What are the red flags when I'm talking to a possible pro bono project or a client? What are the red flags that I need to look for? Because we can't have scope creeps there. And it's the same with looking for, you know, kind of those signs with potential clients where, like I said, oh, you know, back in my day, or you might not remember this, you might have been too young for this, or, you know, things have changed, 45-year-old uh, developer, <laughs> you know, things have changed, and, you know, do you know anything about being uh, responsive sites or something like that? Gosh, why... I don't get why people are like that. And I, I, I think it's unfair, yet I think if we start taking advantage of that time when we recognize our worth and our value, that age shift, we take advantage of it to, and seize it, we can really change this industry or our industries. You know, there's, there's, there are the fivers and the upworks and people can go to these sites and get people for really cheap. Really cheap. Okay? And they're, and they're just task takers. They do an assigned task. But we can't just do that. <laughs> if you're anything like me, you can't just do tasks. You have to have a meaning behind it. There has to be an outcome of the, from the work we've done. You know? My buddy Daniel Herring, I've mentioned him a lot. He did a... Um, logo for an Apache helicopter troop who's out in uh, uh, Syria 
right now. And he did it pro bono, said anything to help, you know, government, whatever. I, I reached out to him. I said, hey, I got this guy. He wants to get this done. He did it in like two days. It was beautiful. That guy's now over or across seas flying Apache helicopters with that patch on his uniform. And Daniel wrote me saying, hey, can I see the outcome of that patch? <laughs> and it's because he wants to see the fin like the finished product. He wants to have pride in it and show it off. Not even show it off. I don't even think Daniel would do it. I don't think he would show it off, but he just wants to see for himself, man, I did something. I worked on something that was meaningful, and there it is. Right? And I forgot my point, but... <laughs> Confidence and value. Confidence and, yeah, and value. Yeah, right. And the work you're doing. And the work you're doing. And I'm sure he wants to maybe maybe show it off to potential clients. He's going to put it in his portfolio for sure, you know. But that that's that's what we have to take hold of, and we have to notice that we're at that place in life. If you keep trucking along, and you're selling five hundred dollar websites, and you just keep doing that, then hey, you know what? That's fine. And not everybody has an entrepreneurial spirit. And some people are like, well, if I have 50 clients and they're all paying me $100 or $1,000 a month and I don't have to do anything, I'm good with that. And if that's you, cool, man, cool. Make that money. But for creatives, I'm telling you, we can't do that. There has to be some type of value attached to what we're doing. I could sell $500 sites all day. I could sell $1,500 sites all day. All day. They'd be templated. Person comes in. I'm like, what do you do? And then I do this. And I'll say, okay, let me slap some content up there. I can get a content writer for cheap. Write up a whole page of content. Boom. Now you got a one-page scroller. Put it in Google Console, Webmaster Tools, whatever. Uh, get analytics on it. Hey, you're going to pay me, you know, 200 bucks a month to host it? Cool. Next, next, next. And I could do that all day. And I would never do it because that would be soul-crushing. And when you're younger, you look at it like two hundred bucks a month. That's a that's a young person's voice. <laughs> two hundred bucks a month, man. She, I do that all day. Yeah, little soul. Yeah, yeah. It's a he's a R and B. He's a man. She, an R and B eighteen year old. But as you get older, I'm telling you. As you get older, you start to see the value in what you do. And you're not going to say, hey, Mr. Client, I can do this for $1,500. You're going to say, listen, this starts at $1,500, and this is the base. But let's talk about what you really want. What do you really want? And always, it's more business. Here's what you need based on what the competition is doing, blah, blah, blah. And that's going to turn from $1,500. It might turn into $25,000. And you're going to confidently say that to them. And if they balk at the price, red flag, and you walk out. Proud. You know? And you could, you know, you, all right, how about 17000 <laughs> How about 15000 You know? But that's up to you. That's up to you. That's up to you and the relationship with the client. Remember I said, what I say? Uh, <laughs> I had it written down. 
Oh, the, your work becomes second to the relationship with the client, right? So imagine you tell a client $25,000 for this, and they say, man, Dom, you know, Dominic, I can't afford that. Okay, what, what can you afford? Because I'm telling you, this is the price for a project of this magnitude. I don't know. What about 10? Okay, now we're talking, right? Okay, client, well, for 10000 I can do X and Y. But Z is going to have to come once you start getting leads from X and Y. And they say, okay, let's do it. Boom, right? Now you've lessened your work. One, and you've kept them around for a while because they're waiting on X and Y to, to produce the money for Z, right? And you've brought them into a relationship with you so that it's not just you providing a service, it's you providing a service and reporting to them and you both being in communication and seeing how you can make this work. So that 25000 that you initially asked for just turned to ten. but I guarantee you within a year and a half or two years, they will have spent more than 25000 with you. Because now you're in a partnership. Now you're both working for a goal. And that happens when the shift occurs. Because the younger you would have come in and said, all right, it's $1,500. And you would have spent seven months trying to figure that shit out. And older you would have said, it's 25000 take it or leave it. Because <laughs> you're tired of the BS. So recognize that shift and try to stay in that shift as long as possible. Try to stay abreast of what's happening in your in your field. And if you're younger, I'm not saying that you have to wait till a certain age. But start valuing what you do more sooner. Don't get to 50, 60, 70 years old and then saying, you know what? I'm sick of this. <laughs> That's too late. That's your old person voice. That's my old person. You know that's the R&B singer when he gets older man I'm sick of this <laughs> can't sing no more can't sing yeah, yeah arthritis can't hold a mic anyways alright guys hey this is episode 22 it's kind of silly um, I would love to dig deeper into this if you if I hit on anything that you feel like I need to dig deeper in uh, into let me know um, other than that I don't know. You got anything to add, Liz? I covered it. I covered it. Okay. Episode 22. Thank you guys for listening. I appreciate you guys, man. We're like at 11,000 right now, which is crazy. So let's keep growing this. Let's keep doing it. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, listen to the next one. If not, that's cool. Don't. <laughs> Talk to you guys next week. <laughs>